everybody, and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco, aka Misfit Minded, and you can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm your host, Shani B, and you can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. Really quick, let's just tap these movies. So uh, any reason why these three movies were the ones you checked out or you just <laughs> like any reason why they're they're grouped together this way? Like, you know, non not related at all, but but also funny in some way. Yeah, no, it was um, it was literally just like I had a couple red box coupons that i had to like use before let's go i think they expired like on the first or something like i don't know it was like a couple days ago and i was like okay like very slim pickings at the red box uh as you can see um yeah i watched uh i watched american underdog yes uh the 355 and marry me let's go and um surprisingly marry me was the only one that i actually kind of liked yes <laughs> yes yeah marry me that's like the good. best one i would not have assumed like that was the best one out of the bunch but um yeah i, I cannot recommend american underdog or 355 but marry me mm-hmm. like on a low-key like ri- it's ridiculous the plot's ridiculous but like if, uh, it's like it's like a perfectly fine like red box movie like it was like the, it served its purpose owen wilson j-lo mm-hmm. some good chemistry in that so. so cute and even the supporting cast too like sarah silverman i was i like seeing her in a you know, in a rom-com, I think she, she fit that part too. So it's true. It's true. That movie. Yeah. The music was good. You know, JLo rarely fails when she makes a rom-com and she did not disappoint here. It nails it for the rom-com vibe of like, (laughs) they're never in real life anyway. So let's keep them in the fantasy space. And it's true. It's like, there's something kind of cute just about how easy that is. And I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. So I'm glad you liked it too. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I never would have thought like as I was checking out like that, (laughs) this was going to be the best one. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so disappointing that the 355 is so bad. It's so bad. Oh, (sighs) man. It was so bad. And I I love all those women. Definitely a dumpuary movie. Right. It's so disappointing when when it has like an amazing cast and it should have it has an amazing director and everything should be Mm -hmm. working out here. And it just doesn't. Sad days. <laughs> Sad days. I know. I'm like, I hope all these ladies got paid. That was like my big takeaway. Like, I hope all they these better. ladies got paid for this because <laughs> like there were so many talented women in that that, you know, it should have it, it could have been way better. Yes. Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. And then what is happening with Zachary? I, I'm not sure if he's a Levi or a Levy. Levi. Like, I, I don't. Okay. Zachary Levi. Yeah. So what's going on? What's happening? Why? Where? Why did he make this movie? <laughs> He's kind of like the only reason I gave it a chance, to be honest. Like, I can buy him as a football, like a quarterback. Totally. He's got like a quarterback build. I, I just think the the fact that it was like a faith-based, it's like one of those, it's that, that production company that makes all those faith-based movies. Yeah, the Chicken Soup Company. Yep. You know, I, I was like, well, hopefully it's got like, at least the football's good. And I, it, it wasn't enough football for me, honestly. I was getting too much, too much of the faith and not enough of the, the football. 
That's a good, very so. good. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping for the same. Especially at the end. I was like, it was very like anticlimactic. Yes. I was like arguing or, or like with this this guy on Letterboxd got like offended, I guess, about my review of it. Of course. Because I was like the, I was like, why did they not show the big game at the end? Right. Like, because it's based on a true story about Kurt Warner's life or whatever. I had, and I don't know the story. Uh huh. And the guy's like, you wanted, you wanted them to show what you already know happened. And I was like, I did not know what actually happened. So, exactly. So I was the perfect audience for it. And they didn't, you know, I'm trying not to spoil it here, but <laughs> they, they, they didn't, they didn't like do the, the story justice, I feel like is my point. No. Um, and it was very and it was very boring and overlong. Um, just like the three five five. Both like I watched the two like back to back and I felt like I was like up for ten hours. They were so boring. <laughs> very boring. Very boring and yeah. weird. And like, yeah, the three five five feels like a streaming movie, like a movie that should be better than it is. And the American Underdog feels like a TV movie. Just so boring and over the top in the weirdest ways. And I went in for the same reasons as, as you, which is why I don't understand what he's doing. Like He's just so fun and he can do he's so dynamic. It's so weird that he's like choosing a role that seems so flat or something. You know, he does a touching performance. I think, you know, he's got he always has something going on behind the eyes there. But this is just such a random movie. And I want I want better for him. How about that? (laughs) I'll say that. Yeah, it was like a Hallmark movie. Yes. And like like I said, I'm a sucker for football movies. So like more often than not, I'm probably going to... All of them. At least like the football if it's, if it's like filmed well enough. And um, it just wasn't enough. And like Anna Paquin, I don't know what was going on with her hair in that movie. Well, but um, authentic. It was... I could not... <laughs> so 90s. I could not get over it. I was like, what the hell is going on with this wig that she has on this movie? Mm-hmm. Like they could not yeah. they could not have opted for a better option on that because they look terrible yeah. on Blu-ray, at least for me. <laughs> like I was watching the Blu-ray like oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw this on uh I went and saw this in the theater, uh, because I pretty much see everything in the movie theater, and this one looked it made it look like she was a caricature you know, actor, her like performance is really loud as well. And I just, I was like, what is it the point of this? And who was, who made this? And was, is this like a class project? You know, like, (laughs) I know it's really hard to get a movie made, but it just felt like it was, you know, not, it didn't get to be taken as seriously as maybe this story deserved to be because it is a really cool story. So it's kind of annoying that the coolest part of it is the one where they're like, that is not as cool as, like you pointed out, the more faith-based life story that's going on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, like there's, like I saw, like there's some, there's some like mo- moments in there where I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see where they were, you know, why this is in here. But then other, other parts where I'm like, it just felt like they were hitting the same points over and over again. <laughs> Yes. Like we like we want you to know he's an underdog that he believed in himself the whole time and I'm like okay I get it. I get it. I get or like um, and that he loved this girl from moment one, even though she has kids and stuff. And I was like, all right. Yep. I got that, too. Right. Like, OK, so can we move to the football stuff now? Exactly. <laughs> they just never did. No. They never did. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> I guess my dad really liked it, though. I remember because I, I kind of knew from the trailers. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't look, seem like something I would like. And my dad's like, it's very good. And I'm like. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I there's a there's an audience for yeah, all films. Days. Yeah, yeah. And I guess yeah. you know we're not the audience, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm trying to watch any given Sunday, any given time. So I'm good. That, see, that's my bar. That's my bar is is any given Sunday, and exactly. you know Will, Willie Beeman making the women, the ladies creaming. You know, that's my that's my bar. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah, I need. We need a good uh, one. We need another good one for sure. So, uh, but yeah, we got two movies to do. It was a lot of it was a lot of work this week. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I would be ashamed to to let that go to That's waste. True. So let's, let's get to the let's get to the two movies. Yes, so I'm, I'm ready. Yes, okay, go for it. Today we're talking about the 2007 film Grindhouse, uh, which is of course the team up between Gore Master Robert Rodriguez and ultra violent Cool Master Quentin Tarantino and their respective films Planet Terror and Death Proof. Yes, so let's start with Planet Terror. Uh, which if you haven't seen it, uh, it's about a chemical warfare outbreak that creates uh, grotesque zombie monsters. Uh, <laughs> true, truly gross. And yes. the uh, the ragtag crew that tries to escape with their lives. Uh, so Shani B, first question of the day. Are you a fan of this movie? What do you love? What do you hate? Yes, I love it so much. Um, overall, I remember seeing, I got to see this in the theater. So I saw it as one whole movie. And I was going to ask remember, about that. Yeah, yeah, loving that. Yeah, and being just so excited about the just how crazy it came out the gate that like this this was huge in terms of uh, exposing me to a kind of Robert Rodriguez I wasn't familiar with because you know the most I know of him by this point would be the faculty and like um, uh, like Spy Kids and like some other shit where he's in a fantasy space but like nothing compared to the next chapter he like begins here and I love it his inventiveness all the shit that he just like comes up with as like fun ways to blow things up or kill things or destroy people it's just so good and I really wish that uh I could have rented it and watched it as a whole because that was one thing I couldn't find were you did you watch them as two separate movies uh outright or could you find it as a whole no it's a good question I, and I, I definitely wanted to ask that pretty quickly in here too so let people know like um but uh i did watch the the one whole movie together uh grindhouse um which was a first for me i had only seen you know both movies separately many times um uh -huh. but and even even like more recently i would say like planet terror I, I watched during like you know when the pandemic first started because i'm a sicko uh and that is how i dealt with it uh is why watching like pan pandemic movies i guess like and i was like oh, i haven't watched planet terror in a while and then uh for death proof i i took a um trash cinema class uh yes. which i it's like one of my favorite classes i've ever taken it was amazing and uh we watched the uh you know the death proof film like by itself separately and um yeah i mean i'm gonna be bringing in a lot of ideas and, and stuff from that class to be honest because we yes. had a whole grind grindhouse section um <laughs> which you know that's why we watched death proof and um you know a lot so of the good. ideas about the experiment that is grindhouse the you know that robert rodriguez and tarantino did like comes from loving and respecting that era of movies that is 
not a thing anymore. Uh, so it's, it's pretty, true. it's gone. It's, it's long gone. And uh, <laughs> that is why the movie did not do big numbers at the box office. I feel like is that it's a very niche, niche audience. And, yes. uh, you know, yeah. I, I feel like I was thinking about this, like nowadays, this would definitely be like a streamer, you know, giving, um, auteurs money to make whatever they wanted, which is what they're doing right now. And the fact that this came out in theaters, I did not see it in theaters, but the fact we got it in theaters is very rare. And I think it's so cool at the end of the day, because it's by paying respect to the grindhouses, you have to go and see it. You know, you'd have to go to a grindhouse to see, you know, these type of movies. So um, I do think that there's there's something better about it, that it's not like a streaming thing. Um, Very intentional in that way. So, yeah. Totally, totally. Because I feel like that's the interesting thing too, like in a post-COVID world or like in a world where COVID has reminded us we like doing things like the drive-in, It's it would be perfect if it sort of came around. And I like that it has this resurgence because that's what I like about it too, is it made me feel like I was accessing the 70s when I watched it. You know, I felt like they were really like transporting me through time because I didn't grow up when they did. So I don't I think it's cool and I'm nostalgic for it because they are. And I feel like that's why I love Robert Rodriguez movies is it feels like there's something really personal about him just geeking out when he makes his movies sometimes to like really gnarly ends with some of the special effects and the gore he uses. But yeah, like it, it's so crazy that they were paired together at this time in their career because as filmmakers, they really feel very different in retrospect. You know, how how do you feel about looking at it from like when you first saw it and how you remembered it to like rewatching it and talking about it now? Yeah, it's a good question. And I did want to get into it. But um, this might be like a controversial take because I remember whenever I would tell like my film buddies that that I was uh that I had never seen the one film together. Everyone's like, Oh, that's the, you got to watch it like that. Like that's the definitive way to watch it. And, um, I actually prefer the, the, the separate films. Honestly, I think, um, you know, like I said, having watched, you know, both of the, the films by themselves recently, I just think like them having more time to set up, uh, you know, plot points that, that got cut for, yep the the grindhouse to, to keep it under three hours right um you know i, I think it kind of hurts both films uh in a way and i, I would say death proof m- more um because mm-hmm. more stuff got out of death proof tarantino li- likes his his long movies but um yeah he does <laughs> yeah, i just i just think i just think you need you need uh to set up some of that suspense and some of that like you know, Planet Terror is like zipping, like like when I you first it. start, it's like going, 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 which is it's <laughs> a, it's got a good it got a good pace to it. But then when you get to the third act, it kind of I feel like because we didn't have enough time with these characters, we didn't get to know them. They don't really have any characteristics that set themselves apart from each other. It kind of falls apart. And then Death Proof, I mean, when I saw that they had cut out the lap dance that Butterfly gives Kurt Russell, I was like, why? Whose idea was this? And, you know, they should be fired uh, because that's that <laughs> yeah. scene. When I think of when I think of Death Proof, I think of Butterfly like that is such the choreography of that dance 
uh, mm-hmm. is, is so cool. It's so seductive. It's so sexy. And the mm-hmm. music and Kurt Russell, you know, being just uber cool Kurt Russell. Like, yes. Yeah. So there's a lot. And there's, I mean, even, and then with the second group, when it gets to the second group of girls, I feel like um, that's a lot, some of that stuff, a lot of that stuff got cut two in the in this in the in the one movie and that hurts death proof as well because you need that time to get reintroduced to the second group of women so that's right yeah again i did not expect i was fully expecting to like the one cut of the movies more uh but i think you know in the future i'm probably going to be re-watching the singular movies honestly and maybe like just looking up the the fake trailers on youtube or something <laughs> yes yep absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah i think that's exactly it is i had that like mandela effect where i saw it in the theater as the whole film and then i didn't really realize that it had been split apart i started seeing it on like you know hbo and stuff as two separate movies but i just figured they like did that when they released it to like make more money frankly <laughs> i didn't like realize that there was this extra special additions in there so I really never knew that they had cut things out until I rewatched it without and then I was like whoa this is crazy because now I just wish they would like take the two elongated films and then put them back together with the trailers so it could be the grindhouse it was meant to be rather than just leave them separate forever because I love that they're so different like I loved watching them back to back and being like wow why were they paired together? These directors are both auteurs, but they're very different kinds of auteurs. You know? True, but um, I don't know. I, I think that was like one thing I wanted to talk about too is like they are different in terms of mm. their style, but I think in terms of like just looking at Grindhouse and, um, you know, even like from Dust Till Dawn, they, they worked on together, you know, I so guess good. too, like... Yep. They they do have like this compatibility that I I don't think, you know, a lot of filmmakers can go into Tarantino's world or Robert Rodriguez's world and mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't have done as good if they were they were told to do a grindhouse film, I feel like. Like I feel like they understand they're both film nerds. They both Totally they they, they have an affinity for grindhouse films and um, so I think I think it does come across, you know, from both of them, the love for it at the end of the day totally. uh, for for those type of B movies. And, um, you know, whether or not it works for you, uh, that is, you know, to be debated. I mean, like, you know, I always hear people say Death Proof is Tarantino's worst film. And I, I Ooh, do agree. Ouch. Uh, but <laughs> so intense, I do, though. <laughs> yeah, I do agree. But, you know, it's like people like try like they always try and, you know, take people down and stuff like especially like uh, directors and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, it is. But like when you're if you're if your worst film is death proof, like you're doing pretty you're well. You're still. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so and then, uh, pl- you know, Planet Terror, too. It's like I, as, as long like I have some issues with it, but I still you get some fantastic. Perfor- let's let's talk about some of the performances and filmmaking here in Planet Terror. Yes. Um, yes. Because, yeah, there's some fantastic like performances. I mean, like Rose McGowan at the center of it as Cherry would yes. not have thought that, you know, have. She wouldn't have been like my first choice to be, you know, like action star with like one le- with a gun for a leg. Uh, but I think she does great with it. Uh, so honestly, good. very. She's so uh. committed to it. Same thing with Freddie Rodriguez, who was like not an action star by any means. But like the two yeah. of them, I think just fully commit 
And um, I think that was like one thing I noticed on this, you know, rewatch. Just like, damn, these two are really, um, these two are really good, and and they have good chemistry, you know. And like the dialogue, the banter between the two of them, I think that's what I like. Rodriguez does capture kind of that, yeah, that rhythm of Tarantino, you know, of both of them yes. going, you know, back and forth with each other, you know, like. Um, I want to be a stand-up comedian. That whole restaurant scene, but you're not funny. Uh, like, and just that that dr- that yes. dry humor, that dry humor that like comes just from these two people being themselves. Like, I, yes. I, like the fact that they're both writer directors and mm-hmm. they have this own their own cool universes. That like you know, Machete is from yes. Spy Kids. And, yes. you know, the red apple cigarettes make an appearance here. And that's in all that's of Tarantino's right. movies. Like, I just I think that's so cool. And um, so cool. Yeah. But what, what do you think of, um, you know, any a- actors or filmmaking uh, stuff that you want to talk about from Planet Terror? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in I love that Planet Terror is just like an explosion of gore and how like whenever there is, uh, you know, when the zombies first pop out, they're just ripping people to shreds. I I just love that anytime uh, you're anytime you're going to see uh, one of the sequences, it's it's going to surprise you somehow, even though it's sometimes in like very hilarious ways. And I think if if I had to. God, if I had to pick, I would say, you know, the the way that they're animating, they animated the pathogen because that's in post. So it's not it's not exactly where his forte really is. But that idea and how they executed it, it still kind of gives me chills. And Bruce Willis, a uh, little guest uh, sort of pop up there. He's so good in this. I have to talk about him because I like everybody else too, but B Wills being here is it's really nice. I was I mean, like I, I we didn't talk about this beforehand, but like, you know, if if for those who out there who haven't heard, but like yeah, Bruce Willis has officially retired from acting. Very sad. So sad. Um, you know, because of aphasia, I believe it's called. Um yeah. which is like, you know, it causes like memory loss and motor functions like loss of that type of stuff which is very hard to be an actor and, and do that stuff so it's very sad um you know and so we we had planned to do grindhouse weeks ago uh i'd made a post about this that we had planned to do grindhouse already weeks ago because it's the 15th anniversary this week That's and right. uh you know when i was watching it i was like oh my god bruce willis is in this movie like i forgot bruce willis is in here and i was like this is the perfect yep. opportunity to just talk about like we're do we're an action movie show and we haven't done a, a lot of Bruce Willis movies, but don't take that as like a sign that we're gonna you know we're not Bruce Willis fans or anything like that because this guy is on the Huge. Mount Rushmore of action movies. Like, come on now. Like next to front and center. Next to Stallone, next to Schwarzenegger. Yep. You have to put Willis in there in terms of the eighties, the eighties action heroes. And so um, yes. yeah, to see him in here, it's you know, it's not the biggest part. It's not like again, I I, I it's not the one you think about when you when you think about Planetaire necessarily, but um, such a good you know, one. The fact the fact that he gave us so many movies, and we have an there's an anniversary of a big one coming up, and I will talk about this off air. I want to surprise people, but um, yes, I think okay, we, I I'm think excited we can, for that. I think we can do it coming up here. Um, so nice, just to look out for that, guys. But yeah, Bruce Willis, I love him. I so I wish good. him and his family all the best, and. Uh, yeah, he is good here. I, I agree. I agree here. Yeah, he, he, he is good here. You know, when he's like, you know, barking orders when he first comes and he's like, you know, they have this kind of like hero moment that like pushes yes. in on him. 
because they know like and they would do this in like those old movies like they'd have a a big star in some of these you know low budget grindhouse films like (laughs) make an appearance like they still do yeah yeah and so like to get to have him on there and he's like I forget what his first line is like. Do you have the shit or something like yes. something's cool, like something only shit? Bruce Willis can. Yeah, where's the shit can make sound cool, and so, um, so yeah. Good. So I, I do I do think that uh, and Robert Rodriguez like I, I watched all the special features too, and uh, he talked about like you know he had he had kind of a lot of the the roles too between the two films. Like I'll just say now, like um, were were kind of like the 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 casting was done before the script was done which i thought was interesting like a lot of that they had kind of like very baseline ideas but then once they got an actor attached they're like oh and they would start bringing okay. in stuff from them like getting inspired from the actors uh, so so like i guess the bruce willis part he had he had kind of planned to do it with somebody else he doesn't mention the name but then okay. uh they got they had a tv show or something he said they couldn't do it and he's like you know what let me aim like let me aim higher like let me yeah. let me aim like this can be like a very big name and he and they work together a lot of these people that are cast in here has worked with both directors too um so mm-hmm. bruce willis worked with robert rodriguez on sin city uh, one yep. of my all-time faves. Same. Uh, so, so yeah, and so he was like, and I had a great time. And he said, Bruce told him during that movie, yeah, anytime, anywhere, let me know. And he's like, hey, Bruce, uh, got this part in this movie. <laughs> so please come yeah. do it. Yes, yes, yeah. I feel like having Bruce Willis there really gives it the right kind of grit and groundedness it needs, so it can be over the top insane as it goes on. Because I really like how very eerie and contained and unsettling the first part is with Marley Shelton and Josh uh, Josh Brolin, the two of them together, and what's going on in their marriage when all this is happening is really interesting as the B storyline. Yeah, Marley Shelton's so good, always because they're so they're such good actors like you oh. know what i mean they really sell that like without having to like show josh brolin abusing her you know what i mean he's just an abusive presence you know this guy is fucked up <laughs> it's like it's even more scary that way that he's just like you know the way that he talks to her and like is just very like and like it's funny because on the behind the scenes they you know they were saying like you know, it, that was the hardest part is because like they loved each other so much on set and had such a good time that like to treat each other like shit and like ha- like she has to cry at every scene and Brolin just has to be just like a such a dirtbag the whole time. So mean. <laughs> um, when he um, gets her with, I mean, her, when he like- spits, when he spits the syringe, neat, like uh, caps at her like in her face Ooh. oh that always gets like it's so disrespectful oh <laughs> and the jabbing with the needles and then her like dead hands, her hands. are so good yeah like uh, that's Nazi. actually her too she's oh. she said she i didn't know that either in the behind the scenes she's so like good. i have very flexible wrists so <gasps> it was kind of like the part the part um again actresses bringing the roles but i guess robert rodriguez had already written that or something and she was like oh i'm perfect for this like i can bend my wrists i can like, do this weirdly like that yeah oh and yeah so, that, i mean that car door scene is brutal 
It's That's so because I remember those cars that you had to push the button and pull at the same time. It's not yep. like today's cars. And um, every time I'm always like, dude, take your shoes off. Why you walk around in heels and these like, oh, it, yes. it makes me so mad. I'm like, dude, she's making it so much harder on herself. <laughs> Oh, and the sound design of it and everything. It's like, that's the one that I, every time I'm going to rewatch Planet Terror, I'm always like, oh, fuck, I got to close my eyes and my ears for this one. Fucking straight mute it because it's just so gnarly looking. And I love that that it's just her fucking wrists. Like, wow. Wow. What a pro. What a pro. Right. And I do want to talk about like the sound design and the the look of the movie because I feel like that's another thing where... Um, it's kind of uh critic proof in a way. Like it's you know, it's not like as a, a death proof riff, I guess, like because it looks yeah. like shit and it sounds <laughs> it's not it doesn't sound like Insane. modern movies, you know. It it, right? it also sounds like an older movie too. And so if you're judging it based on that, like you could people could be like, Well, why does it look like this? or you know, like it, mm-hmm. it looks bad, but you know, because it's the intention to look like it, I, it gives it this cool kind of quality to it. Like, and, and so, so good. And, and, and Rodriguez talked about, um, you know, which I, I think because it, the pacing was so fast, I kind of didn't notice this. Or, and there are very subtle things that he would do that, you know, anytime mm. a character, um, you know, pounds on their fist or cuts or uses some kind of hand motion, he would use as an opportunity to cut the film, like to make the film jump. Like, um, you know, mm. like, you know, so there's a lot of distortion and things, but using that uh, almost like to enhance the them, the movie like that, I thought was like such a cool idea like that, um, you know, it wouldn't, it, it wasn't like that back in the day. Like it was mostly just like when the, the film reels like changed over, you know, it, yep. it you know, it'd just be, you would kind of notice it or whatever like that. It wasn't like the whole movie, like it is here. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it's two directors being like, you know, let's, let's have fun with it. Let's just, oh, <laughs> let's, so let's if we're going to do it, let's do it. And, um, yeah, there's missing reels in this. I, I kind of, as I much as, that. you know, I'm like, you know, grindhouse movies were all about the sex and yep. there's a, a, a very, <laughs> very uh small amount of of sex in this movie which i'm like you know for a grindhouse movie it is hot uh but i'm like if you're gonna do that i mean it's rated r but i'm like if you're gonna do that the fact that he does like the missing reel like during the the cherry uh and el ray sex scene is hilarious i'm like oh god it would be it would be like the missing reel on the scene everyone wants to see you know what i mean because that's what that's why you would go to pay to see a grindhouse movie is to see you know naked women and uh action and gore and uh all the stuff that they don't want you to see like that your parents would not want you to see (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah i guess yeah yeah that's another one of the distinguishing areas is like the way that each of them incorporate sexuality is pretty unique. And it, it it's the, I, I kind of love that about what Robert Rodriguez is doing because he's sort of, I feel like in that moment, he's like, this is easy. Like if I film her from this angle, then her body looks perfect and it looks exactly like what you want it to look like. And so I can get back to blowing people up and now I can start exploding goo all over the place. And it seems like that's what really interests him. It's like his 
he is such a visually creative filmmaker. That's why he's one of my favorites, because he just invents things all the time, it feels like. And while, of course, you know, it feels like Tarantino's doing a lot of that, too, he's more calculated and it feels way more exploratory in Robert Rodriguez's work. And I just... I wonder if that, you know, is that something that in the special features, it feels like uh, you could pick up or, you know, is that me just straight up projecting? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just think it was, you know, they both had these kind of stories on it and um, it was more about, you know, like because, yeah, t- it's a good point. Tarantino doesn't hasn't really made a true horror film. And whenever I say that to people, they're always like death proof. And I'm like, well, that's a thriller. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a straight up horror film. Um, you know, there's horror elements to it, and there's you know right. some some graphic stuff in all of his movies. But a true totally you know horror film, I I would not say Tarantino has done it all the way. Rodriguez, yeah, like you said, he he's not afraid to dip his toes into um, that the, some of the genre stuff, like with the faculty in this one. Um, and I I think it in a way though, like you know, some people might find like that kind of separates them but i think they they kind of capture two distinct Mm -hmm. grindhouse movies the you know the action thriller grindhouse movie and the b picture horror sci-fi grindhouse movie so i think it works perfect because i think i think they didn't plan to do it that way but i think just their Mm -hmm. personalities their you know their style kind of just lent itself to those two different stories Totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the the subtle differences between them are what make them interesting together. And I think what, like you said before, make them such good collaborators, ultimately, I just... Yeah, it's like hard for me to really compare them because I love them both so much for those subtle different reasons. I like that Robert Rodriguez can be very grounded yet... Um, incredibly fantastical, you know, in a space like something like Sin City and then can like come and move over into the children's space and be like just as cheeky and campy with children's content. (laughs) Exactly. So there's something really interesting about how when when the job was show up and make this grindhouse picture, he's like, I understand the assignment. And while I'm not ever going to shit on Tarantino because he is amazing, best of all time in so many ways, he didn't really do the assignment. He was like, hey, I'm the coolest kid in the class. Here's my entry. And then he just left. That's a good (laughs) point. He he doesn't really he doesn't really step all the way into it, uh, the grindhouse of it. And like so as an experiment, like I'm saying, it's like your mileage may vary on the grindhouse part of it, because I can see some people being like, this isn't grindhouse enough. And other people being like, it's too grindhouse for me because there's but I, I think the fact that, again, you get those two different flavors. I think it's a nice balance in a way that like you can kind of capture both sides to it. Um, let's let's talk about um, let's do our, our favorite stunt and kill here for Planet Terror, And then we can just move on. And then we can finish with Death Proof because I want to get a chance to talk about Death Proof. So, yeah, we got to squeeze that in for sure. Yeah. So what's your favorite stunt and kill in Planet Terror? In Planetary, my favorite stunt, it has to be Marley Shelton breaking her wrist in the car there and, yeah. uh, you know, her son shooting himself in the face with a gun. I have to pair them together because they happen back to back. They're so good. Yeah, it's tough. Um, tough one. But yeah, for the That's also Robert Rodriguez's kill. son. I don't know if you oh, knew that. Oh, is it? That oh, is Robert so Rodriguez's cute. own son. Yep. 
Oh, that's so, so cute. Which he, he kills in the movie, which is pretty dark. But he and his, he says that... Uh, so brave. He did not... Rev- he, they, it's really cute, actually. He he yeah. shot this, like, alternate thing where, like, his son makes it to the end and, like, survives. And, and I saw it. Has not told his son that, uh, you know, that he dies. It was the other way. <laughs> that's yeah. the best. I saw at the end of... Uh, when I rewatched it this time, I went looking for post-credits just to see if, like, the trailers were attached or what. And mm-hmm. the, there was a clip of the of the son releasing oh, the scorpion and go. the turtle. And everyone was alive and yeah. happy and on the beach. It was really... Yeah funny and i thought oh i love that again you know i love that kind of stuff i love a random stunt like that that can just stick with you uh because you know choosing the best kill in a movie like this is very hard considering everyone pretty much gets killed i just think uh Mm -hmm. the tarantino uh cameo when his you know ball situation is just like dripping between his legs oh my god he's like i'm gonna have to make this quick Oh, oh god, that's the one. So yeah. gnarly. Yeah, those ones stick with me. What about you? What a what what a what sticks with you? Um, yeah, so I put uh yeah, the Tarantino backflip, like when he, you know, the she shoots him and he does like a yes. backflip and opens the door. I think that's a pretty good stunt. Like they show the stuntman doing in this like huge, you know, dripping suit of like <laughs> Tarantino basically melting and then having to just do a backflip and go through the door. I thought that's pretty impressive. And also um, I paired that as well with Freddy Rodriguez um, when he first kind of displays his action hero status and just starts off in mofos with those two knives in the hospital. Um, Those are those are like my two uh, favorite stunts. Um, and then kill. I like the Tom Savini Day of the Dead homage when they rip him apart. Um, yes. And um, just the zombie kills, like when they're running over the zombies with the truck and there's just like buckets of blood, like going to the back of <laughs> like just c- going on all of them that are in the back of the truck. Yes, and, uh, everywhere. And like the the gas station when they're, they blow up the, the gas tanks and like this sets the zombies on fire. There's a lot of. For a movie, like you said, they they do use digital. Um, this was m- when Rob Rodriguez was trying to experiment, was doing more experimental stuff with CGI and stuff like that. But the, a lot totally. of it is he talked about in the special features, like all of the the digital stuff that you see. They uh, they did practically, and if they needed to, they would go in and do digital effects after the fact. And that's the way to do it, I think. I think for the most part, for 2007 and for, you know, some very demanding effects, like with a, 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 a your lead has one leg, it's, I think it's, it's pretty good for like, you know what I mean? That's right. All, you know, all, all things considering, so. Forever, forever. Yeah. You know, that's why he is one of my favorites of all time. And I will always love him because he like holds true to that like classic style of cinema that involves making it real and then like using the tech to lift, but keeping it in your hands, keeping it grounded and creative, even when it's fantastical so that it like feels more real. You know, nothing beats the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get to Death Proof here. Um, quickly, it's about a group of women out on location working on a film who encounter stuntman Mike, a serial killer, <laughs> attempting a car stunt of his own. Um, are, yeah, so what do you think of this one? Are you a fan of this movie? 
Yes, yes. This one, I don't, I don't know if I could pick, you know, Tarantino's worst movie or anything like that because I really like this because I feel like it's an easy, accessible Tarantino movie. Anybody could watch it and kind of get the vibe that he makes a really good movie. He, it's clean and creative and smooth and cool and everything that he puts into his films are is here too. It's just one of those things where he, how can he not have the coolest characters ever? You know, I don't even need any gore because of how cool Kurt Russell is. So I can't think of this as a bad movie at all when Kurt Russell's there. You know, I love this one. Um, What about you? I do as well. Um, Tarantino's my favorite director. So, um, you know, even though I, I can, I this would rank, if I had to rank his movies, this would be at the bottom i could say for sure like that just means that i like all of his movies like i I still like death proof i love kurt russell i just think like this is more part of a, a whole experiment rather than you know tarantino's own universe i would say you know like like what you said yes. like he he does try and put his own stamp on it but at the same time it is it is by making it more accessible, like I like getting deep into the shit of Tarantino's world. And so like, it's like, so that's why I prefer the other ones more um, on that level. Um, But I mean, Kurt Russell also on the action movie star hall of fame, gotta mention him. And I think he nails it as stuntman Mike. And honestly, uh, like they don't mention this because you know, this is before once upon a time in Hollywood, but I like to think that, Tarantino writing stuntman Mike and working with all these stunt guys and, and, and having this experience, I think this paved the way for Cliff Booth. Like, I think this planted the seed, this planted the seed in the back of his mind. Like I want to make an even deeper homage to stuntmen and this era of movie making than I did in Grindhouse. And he did it. And Brad Pitt won an Oscar for it. Deservedly so. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's sort of like uh, uh, he really decided he set out to do like a a hard action film from the 70s. And I think he does nail that because the car stuff and all the driving looks amazing. The aesthetic is like perfectly what it should be. And it does feel like a different kind of grindhouse movie. It's like they they did Mm -hmm. both figure out what their version of that was. And there's so much cool shit in Death Proof. Like Kurt Russell is so good but then you know the two groups of women they both have a different kind of vibe going in their group and you get to see these different versions of him as this serial killer who you know is not only a Mm. serial killer but a spree killer at the same time because he always kills groups and i just love the idea that like that's what gets him is that he sees a group of women and he's like i'm going in there and i'm gonna kill that group of women but I'm so smooth that like all these women are going to be very calm and comforted and attracted to me. So I'm going to win them over very easily. Like he's the yeah. best serial killer ever, right? Like they're never hot, <laughs> you know, they never have game. They're usually incels, right? Not this dude. No. And the fact that like, that's what I like about that too. Like, because there's, there's a lot of layers to the character that like, especially in the scene where he asks butterfly for the lap dance and she turns him at first they turn him down and you know an incel would be like fuck you bitch like and storm off or you know what i mean like fucking horror like that's all like and what does kurt russell do he he just says you know what i still think you're beautiful and you know, and he he still compliments yep. her, and he's still smooth, and he kind of takes it. And by yep. his reaction to it, and not being butthurt about it, is what 
kind of turns the girls over and, and is like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe this guy isn't a bad guy. So, yeah, the way he plays that, it's very, very um, unique, delicate balance um, from a slasher villain. I agree. Yeah, and I love how he sort of talks about uh, basically being scared. It's like how he gets these gals to trust him is when they're Mm. afraid of him, he doesn't respond to that negatively. He likes it both as the cat and mouse game of like winning these women over and then also as the, um, I guess like as, yeah, the the sick kind when then they get scared of him and he wants them to be. Like I love when, um, when Rose McGowan's in the car and he's like, oh, it's a shame you're going the other way because now you're gonna have to get scared a lot sooner <laughs> it's such a good line it's so good okay let's get to our favorite stunt and kill because i know we got to get out of here but uh i yep. mean you're 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 kind of alluding to it because uh <laughs> yeah that's my that's my favorite um I, I would probably say that's my favorite kill i mean the the one with all the ladies in the car is pretty amazing too like you know shout out to kane b uh, who did the effects for both films? They did an amazing job. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just like you said because he's kind of mentally torturing Rose McGowan, who does dual performances here. Both movies think she's just shows goes to show how great of an actress that she is. That she plays two very different women in both of these movies, mm-hmm. and the one that she plays in in Death Proof is a lot more vulnerable and a lot more sweet. And and the yes. fact you know that. Russell is just like, you know, laying into her and, and kind of like just mentally torturing her is just, it's, it's brutal. And like, you know, he, and the, like that, when he kills her, you know, like with that whole speech of like that, you can tell he's done this like many times before. It's like a, it's like a rehearsed, you know, you really gotta be sitting on my side. <laughs> like he's just, <laughs> he's just enjoying every minute of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Relishing. Ah. Uh. It's true. It's true. It's like uh, his uh, his ability to have charisma in that scene as well does make him I, I think does help us walk that line of horror, you know, in a way that Tarantino is excited about. And I really appreciate that because I feel like while my favorite, you know, kill for sure is at the end, that opening stunt where he shows you the four different ways the first group of women are killed by his car and how it's sort of like ramping up and flipping the lights on. I think that's my favorite. Just watching the car go over and through the women's car four times in grotesque fashion. Yeah. <laughs> so dope. And just the leg, you know, a leg flying through the, the leg air. just Let's flopping go. in the in the pavement. Let's yeah. go. Oh, Jungle Julia's so Jungle Julia's smooth, you know, pretty so leg good. just flopping in there right in the air yeah oh Oh, man it's true that's a a brutal one too but yeah i think my favorite kill has to be when rosario dawson even after the film ends just kind of caves kurt russell's head in yeah that's the best moment of the whole film i mean you put you the way you described it i thought was perfect too the the high kick to (laughs) the high kick to smashing him in the face (laughs) uh it's like wow what a power move like Uh. man the best the absolute best rosario and rosario dawson too like 
we haven't even t- we don't have a much time to talk about it but i love her and everything i think she's she's great in here like i've i've been watching her she's in all the marvel shows and when i tell you that every time she shows up like my heart just i'm just like oh god love rosario dawson she just brings it she brings it all any, any world she's in and even in like mandalorian you know speaking of robert rodriguez she just it's i'm always happy to see her she, she just always brings it and then zoe bell doing her own stunts and this is her like first starring role that tarantino wrote for her and you know for all the shit that people give tarantino about you know whenever i say this is my director i get some people being like you know what about the racism and like the sex and how he treats mm. women and all that stuff i'm like watching the behind the scenes every stunt woman like the stunt women that worked on this film zoe bell Every yep. every woman that works on this film had nothing but nice things to say about Tarantino. Um, his editor right. that he worked with for years, Sally Mankey, like she, uh, it's you a know, lady, a lady, like he's giving you know black women, women, all these people these opportunities and to to be parts in films, and even like he, he I thought one of the best I mean, things he, that it's he satire. said. Satire, right? And then one of the things that he said in the special features about like you know. There was, you know, about uh, having a, a stunt double for the driving at the end. He's like, you know, there was I wanted to have a, a, I had to have a black woman playing, you know, mm-hmm. doubling for. And he's like, unfortunately, there's not a lot of black women stunt uh, stunt doubles in the in the business. And he's mm. like, and so and so the one that, you know, I ended up using doesn't have a lot of experience. But he said, you know what, I'm going to cast her. And because she worked on this film, she's going to be able to get roles in the future because she worked on a Tarantino death proof. And that's how we changed the industry. And I was like, man, for him to be like that. And like, again, for for and, and, and it's the same thing with Robert Rodriguez, every single actor, every single like, um, you know, crew person that worked on either of these films, nothing but nice things to say about all of them. And that's very that's that's rare. They don't have to do that on the on the special features, you know what I mean? But um I just thought like it was a very it was a passion project for everybody involved and I think that love shows and that's that's why I like Grindhouse. Absolutely. Same, same. Yeah. yeah, I love this movie. I think it showcases them getting to have fun and do what they love to do with minimal stakes even though it was an experiment and I'm I'm so glad we picked it and revisited it. Me too. And oh man, I I wish I could talk forever but we get we have to get our plugs in so I can skedaddle out of here unfortunately. Um yeah, where can the people find you? Yeah, Twitter at rampage_misfit. underscore misfit. Uh, movie pages are at misfit underscore minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then follow us on action movie bus on Instagram and find us on Spotify too, to find every episode we do. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Shani B movies and uh, stream Queens is off again this week, but you can find us on Spotify too. So just do all that good stuff. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in two weeks. Uh, for another edition of Movie Buffs.